Well, glory to God. So, did you come to receive today? All right. Got some things stirring in my heart. I thought this would be, you know, we've been uh, ministering on faith, living a life of faith, and what it means to live by faith, and talking about this on our midweek services. I have a course of, uh, at least in my time with you on the midweeks, that's what we've been talking, and so I'm just going to keep doing that, amen, until he gives me something else to do, praise the Lord. And uh, so this, maybe just our key verses, at least the ones that I've been using, uh, just to start it, and uh, in Mark eleven twenty two, amen, it says, and Jesus answered, said to them, have faith in God, and just kind of sound a point blank, right, have faith in God, look at your neighbor and say, that sounds like a good thing to do right there. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. The word faith, again, uh, the Greek word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S is the Greek word, and uh, it means to believe in or have belief or a confidence, reliance, or a dependence upon. It means things like a conviction in or an assurance or a trust in. Amen. There's just a lot of different synonyms that work for that, and some of that's going to be kind of key today as we kind of look at some things. And uh, so it's have faith in God. Now, the Amplified adds uh, on this, it says to do it constantly, have faith in God constantly, which has kind of been our point uh, throughout uh, this year. Um, you know, we don't just live for God uh, when it's, uh, you know, when the time hits and all of a sudden now we got to try to drum up faith to, uh, you know, to get whatever we got to get. You know, now don't get me wrong, if you're in the middle of something and you haven't been walking in faith, then it'd be a good time to get moving in faith. Amen. And so we've been talking that. But anyway, I like how the Amplified brings that out constantly. In other words, we walk by faith. We live by faith. Amen. We run this race of faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. We stand by faith. The Scripture says, praise God. And we do this constantly. We, this is how we live. And so with that said, Hebrews 10 and verse 38. Um, in fact, uh, this is a reference that comes out of Habakkuk 2. Uh, 2 4, I believe it is. And uh, we see also... Uh, it repeated in uh, Romans 1 and 17, and I believe it's Galatians 3.11 also repeats it. And it says, now the just shall live by faith. Amen. Everybody say, we live by faith. And it, that word live there is the word zeo, which just means to conduct life, live life, walk out life, you know, step by step, living it every day. How we, the just, that's you and me, the just or justified, the, the righteous, that same word also means the righteous. Um, that's you and me because based on what Christ has done, amen, you're the just, you're the righteous because of what Jesus has done. So he's talking to you as a believer, amen, now the just shall live, that's how we conduct life, amen, this is our lifestyle, we live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him, of course it goes on to say that we're not of those who draw back, right, we're not drawing back, we're moving forward, praise God, you know, when you live by faith, amen, it makes you different because not everybody's moving forward. I found out there that most people you kind of meet, bump into, they're giving up, they're quitting, they're drawing back, they're not moving forward. And uh, so uh, we live by faith, so part of it is we are we're moving forward. Uh, it, it makes us different. It, it, it sets us apart. One, uh, one of the weeks we talked about uh, that the, we're, uh, we live by the, like the sanctified. That just means set apart. In other words, Amen. We're, that's part of how it is. We're, we're set apart. We're different because we choose to live by faith. Amen. All right. Now, today, um, you know, we've been kind of looking at this, maybe coming at it from different angles. And today I'm, you know, talking about faith. Um, I'm not really going to come at it in a sense of, um, you know, looking at this, you know, a, a doctrinal way to live. But instead, I want to kind of look at this in an area of devotion. Okay. And uh, so we're going to talk, uh, in fact, let's go to uh, Revelations, put that reference up there, brother. Revelation 17, verse 14, it says, uh, these will make war with the Lamb, and of course we're coming in the middle of a statement here, and the Lamb will overcome them, for He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Who are we talking about? Jesus, right? Come on now, this ain't a trick question. Who are we talking about? Jesus, right? He is what? The Lord of Lords and the King of Kings and those who are with Him. Anybody with Him? Are you with Him? Yes. If you're with Him, then it says that uh, those that are with Him are the called, the chosen, right, and faithful. Praise God. Amen. Now, the word uh, is clear that uh, many are called, but few are chosen. All right. Well, we might look at that here before we're done here today. But, um, but it says here that we are called, they're chosen. In other words, those who are with Him, 
Look at your neighbor and say, you got to be with him. You know, it's like we talked about many times that, uh, you know, praise the Lord for how you got saved and, and uh, you know, when you came to the, uh, the things of God and came into the kingdom, came into this, uh, you know, this family of God and all that's a wonderful thing. Some of you have some great testimonies. Mine's kind of boring. You know, I kind of, I received him as I was driving down the highway, all right? I'd heard some things, you know, prior to that, a few weeks prior to that, and here I am kind of doing this little internal war thing going on with God. And uh, I just kind of one day just said, listen, if you can do anything, then praise the Lord. You know, here I am, and let's, you know, and I just kind of made that decision. And I think it stuck. Praise the Lord. But mine's kind of, you know, kind of a boring testimony when it comes time to that and uh, how I got saved. And some people had, you know, this big zing, zang, zow kind of thing that happened, and, and that's wonderful. But uh, how many know it really doesn't matter how well you got started? What matters is how well you're going to finish this thing. And those who are with him, amen, are uh, those who have, uh, you know, been called, amen, chosen, and what? Faithful. Everybody say faithful, praise God. In other words, those who choose to stay with him are considered faithful. So this word faithful is what we're going to talk about today, amen, the word faithful. Now, the word here for faithful, the Greek word is pistos, okay, so the word faith, pistos, P-I-S-T-I-S, the word faithful, pistos, okay, P-I-S-T-O-S, okay, it means trustworthy, it means trustful, sure, or true, everybody say true, it means true-hearted or true to what's believed, okay, a lot of times the synonyms that you hear when you start talking about faithful, they use words like loyalty, devotion, dedication, being reliable, being dependable. How many know those are some other words used for faithful? Is that right? See, what it's talking about here is he, in faith, you know, you may, you may have a belief in something because that's where your faith is, amen, but faithful means you're being true to what you believe. Does that sound right? All right? Because there's a lot of things that you might believe in that you don't remain true to. Just the facts, okay? You know, uh, you, may, you may believe in marriage. Not everybody stays true to it. Come on, right? You may believe in uh, mercy and forgiveness. You may believe in that, believe in the power of that, but not remain true to it. Are you hearing me? You may believe in... Uh, um, you know, love and the power of love and, and all that's wonderful, and, uh, but, but not remain true to it. Is that right? I mean, that's kind of the truth. Uh, you may believe in um, brushing your teeth. Rudy, thank you. Hallelujah. You may believe in brushing your teeth. Yes, and some of you need to do it. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may believe in prayer. A lot of people, you believe in prayer? I believe in prayer. Anybody else believe in prayer? Yeah. Believe in prayer and the power of prayer, but not remain true to it. Don't do a lot of it until trouble hits. Come on. See, you can have faith in something, believe in something, and then not remain faithful to it. You may believe in the power of that word that's in front of you. You know, somebody says, what do you, how do you believe? You believe in the B-I-B-L-E? Well, yeah, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, praise the Lord, and not remain true to it. You don't stay with it. Are you still with me? See, he, those that are with him are those that are, right, called, chosen, and remain faithful, right? Faithful. Everybody say faithful. You may believe in the church. And not remain faithful to it. So you could believe in the church and not be true to it. Right? You may believe in service, serving, and the power of service and not remain true to it. You may believe in giving, the tithe, giving to the, the, uh, the needy and uh, those that the poor and helping out. And do, you may believe in the power of giving and not remain true to it. Right? You may believe in honor and respect and being honorable. Believe in the power of it and not remain true to it. You may believe in the fear of God. 
There's just all kinds of things we can bring up. You may, remain, you may believe in the fear of God and not remain true to it. Are you still with me? So today, maybe, maybe it's a uh, hmm, one of those words that's going to kind of find out where you're at. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a good thing you came. Amen. Now, I'll go easy on you, um, you know, but I just think that this is something, you know, I want to remain faithful. Anybody want to remain faithful? I want to be a faithful one. I want to be called a faithful one. Praise God. Amen. That's one of those words I want to hear when I see him. Amen. Well done, thou good and faithful servant, right? That's one of those things I want to hear. Amen. Uh, you know, I don't want to get there and him go, well, <laughs> and just look at you. You know, I want to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. So let's look at a few verses here. Proverbs 20 and verse 6. We'll look a little bit here in some Proverbs stuff. Proverbs 20, verse 6, amen, says this, Most men will proclaim each his own goodness. In other words, they do a lot of talking. You know, they might even do a little bragging. Come on. Uh, you know, a little boasting on some things. They, they proclaim in their own goodness, but he said, Who can find a faithful man? I think that sometimes, I, you know, the more I've been in ministry, the, the more that verse jumps at me. Hello. A lot of people, you know, want to, be a part and do this, and they all say they're with you, but in the end, they're not remaining real faithful. Can't really count on them. And uh, so sometimes that's the truth. That's a bummer. Come on now. Look at your neighbor and say, are you a faithful one? Come on now. Do it again. Do it again. Come on. Just work with me here, or I'll have to back up and just hang out with him a little bit. Look at your neighbor and say, are you a faithful one? Amen. See, we can't just talk it. Can't just tell everybody how you believe in it. Because you can believe in something and not remain true to it. Okay? Let's look at another one in Proverbs. Let's see. What did I give you there, uh, Matt? Proverbs 25, I believe. Is that right? Verse 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint. Anybody ever had a bad tooth? That's about as annoying as spit, isn't it? How about a foot out of joint? I've never had a foot out of joint. I had a shoulder out of joint once. That could have been real close to one of the most painful things I've ever experienced. Real close. One time I had a hyperextended knee. That was painful. Yep. Cried like a little girl. <laughs> I was in a football game when it happened. So, boy, yeah, it was painful. Uh, anyway, um, you know, so... Uh, confidence, you know, putting your trust or confidence in an unfaithful person in time of trouble. Uh, that word trouble, actually, I think I looked that word up, um, but it means uh, pressure, time of pressure or tightness. I like that. Okay, so sometimes, you know, we look at this and we're seeing it as, you know, let's say you're in time of pressure or time of trouble or tightness. In other words, uh, things right now are all uh, kind of weighing in on you, and then putting confidence in unfaithful man is a bummer thing. But um, part of it isn't, isn't, I don't think it's just talking about your trouble, but the trouble or the pressure or the tightness of the unfaithful. Are you hearing that? See, whenever things are pressured is when you really find out whether they're faithful or not. Are you with me? Um, tightness is one of the tr words translated for this word trouble. You know, well, it, it, uh, you know, it doesn't fit my day planner because I'm a little busy. Well, we might find out where you stand. Uh, don't shout me down if I'm preaching good now. Because sometimes that's where we find out because, see, everybody's got an excuse. Everybody has a reason. And everybody thinks their reason's justified. Everybody does. I mean, I've had people literally chew out somebody to me about their unfaithfulness. And the whole time, I'm looking at them going, really? Because sometimes we don't recognize our unfaithfulness, our lack of commitment or dedication, or being true to what we say we believe. Now, are you still glad you came out on a Wednesday night? All right. 
That was pretty weak, but uh, that's okay. I'm just going to roll with it anyway. Amen. All right. Praise God. How about Psalms? Now, what we're going to do here, uh, Psalms 101, verse 6. All right. And it says that my eyes, this is the Lord talking, my eyes shall be on the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in a perfect way, he shall serve me. Amen. Let me turn to it in my Bible here. Praise God. Psalms 101. Hallelujah. My eyes shall be on the faithful. Now, the, the word, uh, in fact, uh, maybe a reference that jumps at me right now, 2 uh, Chronicles 16.9, uh, um, the Lord uh, said this, at the, uh, that His eyes go to and forth upon the whole earth, seeking to show Himself strong on behalf of those that have a heart that's loyal. One translation says, one says perfect, uh, just means complete, somebody that's all in is what it means. So he's looking to show himself strong on behalf of those who have a loyal heart, perfect heart. In this case, we're seeing he's looking at the faithful of the land. Everybody say faithful. Hallelujah. Now, remember, you could believe in things and not remain so true to them. So have you got an eye right now to take a, you know, take a kind of a, you know, a self-examination here as we look in this. But what I want to do here, too, is begin to take a few references here and look at just some benefits, okay, as we look at the power of faithfulness, all right? Now, in this text here, it says that they may dwell with me. Your walks in a perfect way or a complete way shall serve me, amen? So we're talking about a faithful person. What is the benefit of this is that they'll dwell with him. Dwell with Him. Everybody say, dwell with Him. The word here, dwell, it means to remain, abide, continue. You see that too and also in the New Covenant. But it's a word that means to inhabit or habitation. Okay? Get this. This word means to sit down with quietly. It talks about being intimate with. So a faithful one might have more of a habitation with God. Somebody that's faithful, amen, we're going to find that probably there's it might, you might just have more of an intimacy with God. That's a benefit. Amen. To remain with Him, continue with Him. Amen. So that's a benefit. Amen. And I found at least that is pretty huge because it's in those dwell with Him moments that you get a lot of insight. Yeah, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself there, but we're going to see that in some other references in the New Covenant. But... Um, it's in those moments that, you know, where you get some clarity, some direction, some answers to some things. Amen. So faithfulness is pretty important. Those that are with Him are the called, the chosen, and faithful, right? Faithful ones. See, you can talk about it, but He wants to know, is somebody or am I going to find a faithful person, a faithful man? Amen. A faithful woman. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be faithful. Praise God. All right, so that they may dwell with me. All right, so they may dwell with me. So a habitation, amen, to sit down quietly, to, to, to inhabit or be inhabited. Anyone? In other words, an intimacy that goes on because you're continuing, you're remaining. And it says here that his eyes are on the faithful. That's a good thing. Amen. Amen. A loyal one. Praise God. God knows. Doesn't he? Yeah. Amen. If you're faithful, God knows it. You may say, well, I've been faithful, and I'm not seeing things happen like I should. Listen, listen, it'll happen. If you're faithful, things will begin to work. Things will begin to click. Amen. I said amen. amen. That's the truth. God knows, you know, uh, it could be, uh, you know, it could be that you think you're faithful, and you're not. Well, I hope not. I mean, this is a Wednesday night crowd. This is my... This is my Cream of the crop. Come on, somebody. Amen. The faithful ones. Hey, come on now. So I'm just, you know, I'm assuming that everybody in the house here is faithful. Praise God. So his eyes are on you. Praise God. And it says that they may dwell with him. In other words, have a habitation in him. Praise God. Why? Because just because you're faithful. Isn't that a good, that's a good promise, isn't it? That's a good promise. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. So, uh, you know, have that quiet, intimate thing, that, that relationship that, that you're called to, praise God. Faithfulness is a key to that. All right. Let's look at another one in Psalms. We'll, we'll take a look at a few things in the, in the Old Covenant, and then we'll kind of kind of move into the New Covenant. All right. So another one in Psalms. Let's do Psalms 31 and verse 23. Let me turn to that one again. Psalms 31 and 23. Praise the Lord. Are you still receiving? Yes. All right. Verse 23, oh, love the Lord, all you his saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful. Preserves the faithful, fully repays the proud person. In other words, they get their reward too. All right, that just, the word proud there just means self-elevated, something that self-elevates himself. Uh, the next verse, I didn't have him put it up there, but it just says, be of, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all you of hope. Oh, pardon me, all you who hope in the Lord. So it's talking about here again, a faithful one. So the faithful, uh, the word says, for the Lord preserves the faithful, preserves the faithful. All right, so what does that mean? So to preserve, all right, um, means uh, to cover over. In fact, uh, this really, uh, you know, the hoopah, the covering. It's a, you know, part of this is, is part of what, where this comes in, um, the covering or, to, you know, to be covered over. And it refers to being guarded, protected, or maintained. goes on to say that it means to watch over. So, in other words, the Lord preserves the faithful. He watches over the faithful. Guards, protects, and maintains. He covers over. He means preserves the faithful, preserves the faithful, praise God. I mean, it, it pay to stay faithful. Yeah. Remember, it doesn't matter, you know, and I, and I say this lightly, I, I don't want anybody to, to think that we're, we're down on, on, you know, how you got started. We, I mean, but what really matters is how you're going to finish this thing. You know, how you're going to finish it. Um, you know, uh, uh, said some things in the Saturday's deal they had this last Saturday, and I was asked to speak at that, and that, that's great. I appreciated that. It's kind of neat. And, and uh, said a couple things in there about, you know, uh, talking about the house of the Lord and things and, and the importance of the house of the Lord. And, and one of those things that I brought up was that, you know, um, you know he's, he's called us, you know, the invite just as you are, isn't he? Just as you are. Everybody's welcome, called in, just as you are. Amen. Come one, come all. Doesn't matter where you came out of. Doesn't matter your background. Doesn't matter your education. Doesn't matter your color. Doesn't matter, you know, your, your uh, you know, uh, whether you, you got, uh, you know, uh, a great uh, gift or not, or whether you got calling, whether you got, uh, you know, whether you got money or not. None of that stuff. All that matters. He wants everybody to come. But how many know he don't leave anybody where they're at? Right? See, because he calls you just as you are, but he never leaves you as you are. And it's in those kind of things that where there's adjustments and changes and growth and development and all those kind of things that have to happen during, those, during your time, amen, in the house. Am I right? And that's why when some of that stuff starts happening, it's like, well, you know, maybe I've had enough growth and development. Maybe I really don't want to hear any more about this, whatever it is that, you know, rubs you wrong. And it happens. Uh, I think we've all heard messages that rubbed us wrong. Some of you are thinking maybe this is the one. Um, but, uh, you know, we've all, we've all heard things. And, and yet at the same time, realizing and recognizing, I need to hear it. Now, am I, I have to make a decision. Am I going to remain true? Or am I going to say, you know what? I don't want any more of this. I think I've gone far enough. I think I'm, you know, I've gone far enough in God that I can just coast from here on out. Well, then that wouldn't, you wouldn't be remaining faithful. You might be called and might have even been chosen, right? But are you faithful? Are you going to stick with this thing? That's what it matters. That's what matters. And the one that does, amen, the Word says He'll preserve them, amen. So that's a good thing. That means that He's there to help you, praise God. 
Look at your neighbor and say, yeah, that's a good thing. All right, put back, we'll go back to Proverbs 28 and verse 20 this time. Let's do another one here. This might be the last one I pull out of the Old Covenant here. Proverbs 28 and 20. Uh, it says, a faithful man will abound with the blessings, right, with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich uh, will not go unpunished. In other words, if you're out there just looking for the get-rich-quick scheme, you're probably going to have some problems. Come on now. But a faithful man, in other words, somebody that stays with it, stays true to it, amen, just keeps on doing what they're called to do, stay with it, keep going, amen. What happens? A faithful man will what? Abound, amen, with what? Blessings. I mean, that's a good thing. Amen. So we have habitation. We have preservation. We have, this is really benediction or the blessing or benefits. Amen. So a faithful man abounds with the blessing. Amen. The benefits, the advantage. Amen. This means favored. It also, I love this, it means to be set on high, but not, uh, not in a, you know, get this right, set on high for success. In other words, if a faithful person gets set in a position, come on now, they get set on high, amen, where they're benefited, come on, or they have, uh, what was the word I used earlier, an, an advantage, amen, God will see to it you have advantages, all right? So a faithful man will abound with blessings. So in other words, he stays with it, sticks with it, amen. I found that this next part, those that just hasten to be rich, they, you know, they, they, you know, they go this way, they go that way, they go this way, they go that way. They don't just stay true uh, to things. They're usually kind of all over the map. Come on now. And it happens. Uh, you know, we're chasing after everything, and, and uh, well, it's, it's not the way it's called to be. It's called to just stay. If anything, you chase Him. You chase Him. Amen. What's the Bible say? If you seek after Him right first, what happens? All this other stuff chases you. So everybody says, a faithful man. Amen. Hallelujah. A faithful man will abound with blessings, praise God. Amen. The advantage, this word means. Amen. The benefits, okay? Benediction, just talking about something that's been spoke over you. Amen. A blessing or a benefit or an advantage or favoring, uh, favored. Amen. To be set on high for success. In other words, to have the advantage, amen, God will see to it that you have the advantage when it comes time to, in, uh, to growing and increasing, amen. Kind of getting a little ahead of myself here. 1 Corinthians, now let's go to the New Covenant. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, are we doing okay? Yeah. All right, 1 Corinthians 4, let's see here, and uh, I'm going to read verses 1 and 2 here. It says, let a man so consider us uh, as servants of Christ the, and stewards, okay, stewards, okay, of the mysteries of God, okay, the, the mysteries here is a, uh, refers to the hidden things, the deep things of God, the secret things of God, all right, the mysteries of, of, of God, and you could say maybe even the mysteries of the gospel and different things, okay, I think it's just the ways of God, the principles of God, all of, all of the above, there's all kinds of things that God has hidden, amen, not from you, but for you. Are you with me? God's not holding out on anything, all right? But uh, there are things in there that it takes somebody who's going to stay faithful, because here it goes on, verse 2 says, Moreover, it is required in a steward, amen, in stewards, that one be found what? Faithful, amen, faithful, praise God, amen. If, if you want to be in line for the blessings, in line, or pardon me, for the mysteries, I mean, in line to, to have those mysteries revealed or uncovered, uh, the things, the secret things of God, how I many you're going to have to stay with it? You know, these are like the things, you know, you might say, uh, you know, well, I believe in the Word of God. Well, you got to stay true to the Word of God. Stay with it. Amen. Stick with it. Praise God. And and uh, when you, uh, you know, and even in, in prayer, I mean, sometimes you got to bathe things in prayer. And it takes time sometimes. I mean, some say, well, I ain't got time to pray. I believe in prayer, but I ain't got time to pray. Well, then you're not being true to prayer. You might find out if you take the time to pray, you might not be so rushed in everything else or out of time or whatever. You might, you might be amazed what God reveals or uncovers. See, there are mysteries, there are mysteries 
uh, for, for Brother Rick, amen, that he has for you, amen, that will benefit your life from here on out. My, one mystery might, you know, like we, we say, one word from God will change your life forever. One mystery of the kingdom might be the thing that changes your life forever. But it takes a commitment, a dedication sometimes to just stay with it, praise God. Have you ever just had that thing, kind of that gnawing on the inside? There's something in there, there's something ahead, there's something going on, there's something, ahead, you know, whatever, and, 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 you know, you go along, and sometimes you just kind of just go on just constantly knowing there's something. But if we stay with it, stay locked on to it, stay, come, you know, keep bathing it in prayer, stay in that word, take that verse. Maybe there's a verse that you just know there's something in that verse, amen, that, that's for you, praise God. Uh, but that first time you read it, you just say, man, there's something there. How about go back, stay with it. Stay true to it. Come on. Keep meditating it. Keep, you know, bathing it in prayer. See, that's a good steward, amen, are found faithful. You know, they find these mysteries. Those things open up to them. They un, they're, un, they're revealed, amen. There's a lot of things, if it wasn't for the just staying with it and sticking with it, I never would have got it. You know, I... You know, I, I share a lot of times, you know, in different ways about some of the things that God's revealed uh, to me. I remember the, I remember the day that, uh, literally, remember the day and the place when it was revealed to me that I'm the righteousness of God. I can tell you, I could take you to the spot and the place. It was actually in Nebraska, and I was working for a company at the time. I'd already received Christ, and I'd heard some teaching about being the righteousness of God and, and that I'm in right standing as I am, praise God, because of what Jesus did. And I remember being on a forklift, going in a row. I remember going in to get some product because I was loading semis. And I remember going in that row, and the whole time I'm chewing on this, this truth that I heard. And I've been chewing on it for weeks. And I remember going in that row, and the guy that came back out of that row was a different man. I can, I can tell you. Bang, when it hit. But it, it took, it took cost, just you chewing on it and meditating on it and thinking about it and, and, and you know, just kind of running it back over in your head time and time again and, and, and going over those things that you've heard and those things that you've read and, and just going over and all of a sudden it clicked and now it's revealed. Amen. It's been exposed now. And now it's the thing that's it's literally, has literally marked my life. That, that particular thing marked my life forever. And it, it actually determined who I am from, you know, as an individual there and then moving into ministry and everything else, that was a thing that, that, that set my life free. And I can take a, do a half a dozen other of those uh, great uh, revelations that happened, and all, all it came by just staying with it, sticking with it, chewing on it, meditating on it, keep quoting it, keep quoting it, keep doing it, keep reading it. Are you still with me? Amen. That's how that stuff works. Amen. Stay true to it, praise God. Amen. Well, I don't get it. Well, stay true to it. You might be amazed what opens up to you if you just keep meditating on it. Right? Well, keep praying. Keep believing. Well, I want this thing to change. Well, I got things in my life I want to see change too. So I can't give up because I know it's a truth. I know it's real. Uh, he's confirmed it by his word. Maybe in some of these things, he even confirmed it through other people. Things maybe he's confirmed in my own heart. But yet, not, maybe not seeing the full manifestation of it yet, but knowing, praise God, I'm going to stay true to it. Still with me? Amen. You just, just have, you just got to stay with it, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. A lot of people give up on things. A lot of people don't remain true to it. And, you know, the, uh, you know I feel for them. It's a bummer. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't want to get to heaven and find out that I missed out on half my gifting and calling or whatever. Right? Amen. I don't think any of I don't want any of you going through or missing out either, praise God. So there are things, so it's required in stewards that one be found faithful, praise God. So I put in here revelation. That's just what I put. So and maybe that's just kind of a weird way of doing it, but you know, habitation, preservation, benediction, revelation, you know, just okay, it all sounds cool. Anyway. But uh, so that's kind of, to me, it's things are revealed. If you stay with it, stay true to it. All right, let's look at another one. Luke 16. We can't really talk about faithfulness without getting into this. Luke 16. 
All right, verse 10 says this, And he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. Amen? Come on now, right? And he who is unjust in what is least is un, also uh, is uh, unjust also in much. All right? Now, of course, he goes on. He's talking about, you know, you know, wealth, riches, giving, increase, you know, because he goes on to talk about uh, being faithful uh, in the unrighteous mammon. Amen? If you can't be faithful with that, who's going to commit to your trust the true riches? Okay? In context. All right? So being faithful in what is least is faithful also in much, okay? So uh, I'm just looking at it, not just looking at it on a financial aspect or in that sense, but I'm seeing it more in the, in the area of increase and expansion because that's really what it's talking about, this word much, and the much is talking about progression, things increasing, things expanding, things improving, things uh, literally also means betterment, even uses the word development. So all these, are, you start thinking now this principle because it's a principle, are you hearing me? It's a principle. If you're faithful in what is least, if you're faithful in the little, amen, then, then what? The much comes your way. See, a lot of people say, well, you know, if I had a million dollars, no, you wouldn't. Because you can't even handle 10 bucks. You can't be faithful with a hundred. You can't be faithful with a thousand. You ain't going to be faithful with a million. Well, if I just had, if I just knew all, listen, if you weren't faithful with the little, you're probably not going to be faithful with the much. See, you say, I, I, want, I want to increase. But if you can't be faithful with the little, listen, I took care of my piece of junk truck. I had the prettiest red and silver truck you ever saw. I was peeling paint everywhere. That baby was buffed. Clean, spotless. Some of you say, well, it's just an old truck. But it's my truck. In wheels. <laughs> Somebody says, why you, why you do all that for this old truck? Because it's all I got. It's the little. Take care of the little, that'll give you much. All right? And he's proven to do that. Come on, somebody. Take care of the little things. Well, it's just a piece of junk, you know, piece of property. Take care of it. Be faithful with it. You might be amazed at what God starts bringing your way. Amen. If you can't be faithful with the little, don't expect the much. Right? Huh. God puts things, you know, in, in your care. There's sometimes it's just... It just might, might not look like the full, but it's just, it's just this right here. He says, if you can take care of that, amen, you'll start seeing an increase. Everybody say increase. increase. Amen. Faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. So obviously, what makes it the, the same is the, is the faithfulness part, right? Expanding. And so it brings expansion, increase, progression, improvement, development, I think about even the word development. That kind of jumped at me a little bit because I'm thinking even just even the things that, you know, God's working in you, okay? So can you stay true with that thing that he's put in you? You could just, you say, well, you know, compared to what so-and-so knows and what they got going in their life, and, they, and my thing's just so, so petty, so little, so, but can you stay true to that? Can you keep that alive and stern? Amen. Remain passionate about it. Because as you do, I have found that a lot of development just starts happening because you're remaining faithful with the little that you had. You know, when I started uh, with youth, uh, Trudy and, and me, when they asked us to do a youth group the first time, uh, you know, I've shared this before, but I just, I was dumb as a stump, didn't know diddly. I just knew that I loved God and wanted more of God, and, and I was just energetic and passionate about everything I was learning, 
And all I knew to do every time I showed up at the youth group, all we did, we just, you know, I'd, I might have just learned something that week, and that I just go in there and erupt because this is what I know and what I've learned, and this is great, and and that's it. And just you just remain true and faithful, and pretty soon God just starts growing you up. There's development that comes. There's there's this. Uh, you know, this growth and, and progression, this increase that begins to come in your life because you stay faithful with the, with the, the you know, the early, uh, the little stuff. Still with me? I remember the first, uh, you know, some of the first uh, Bible studies I did. And Ron and Judy and Nancy and Denny could remember some of these. And we were now and then we get a little chuckle as we remember some of these. But early on, just... Take what you got and you, you try to go with it and roll with it and just, treat, you know, just stay passionate and little by little God adds to your life and brings increase. Amen. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I remember uh, one time at a Bible study I was asked to speak at and me and Trudy showed up and the, the owners of the house had got a, uh, an emergency phone call about something so they had to leave and uh, when, uh, so we're sitting there, you know, at the at the house, or at somebody else's house now, and uh, nobody else showed up. It was just me and Trudy. So, you know, but there was unity. Go, girl. And uh, so what do you do? Well, you stay faithful. God put something on my heart, I'm going to preach it. So sit down, Trudy. And that, we did right. We did that. And I just, I just preached what God gave me, Amen. Nobody else is in the room but Trudy. All right? And, uh, but you stay, stay true. Still with me? I've had a few times in the church sometimes we thought, you know, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> so what do you do? Well, send everybody home because the you know, house ain't full. No, just stay true. Stay faithful, praise God. Keep doing, praise the Lord. Amen. Matthew 25 and 21. Let's look at that real quick. Amen. Kind of the same thing here on the same uh, Matthew 25. Still doing all right? Amen. Look at your name and say, stay faithful. All right. So here we go. Matthew, uh, 20, this is Matthew's account here. Matthew 25 and 21 says this. It says, and, and his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant, right? You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of of the Lord, okay, you know, parable of the talents, that's what, you know, the whole thing was about, amen, but this one here, he's, you know, this is how he answered, the ones that were faithful to what they got, all right, what they had handed them, they were faithful with it, and of course, the one that didn't, of course, was, uh, didn't get a good review, but the ones that were faithful what they had, they got a good review, and it says, well done, good and faithful servant, now, as I said earlier in the service, that's what I, I want to hear those words, anybody else want to hear those words? I want to hear those words, but you know it says, well done, good and faithful servant, right? You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things, right? In, enter into the joy of the Lord, praise God. So, praise God, be faithful at the little, praise God, and you'll start seeing the much, praise God. It's a principle, all right? All right, so um, let's look at another one here. Uh, we're going to go to 1 Timothy. Let's do that. 1 Timothy, praise the Lord. 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy, and uh, chapter 1, verse 12, all right, he says, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me, everybody say enabled, okay, a uh, word that means an empowered um, it means um, an increase of strength. It means something being authorized uh, author uh, as far as authority. Did I say that word right? Authorized, okay. I think that's right. It means to be advanced and talking about promotion or a raise of position. All right, so we're seeing a lot of different things here. Uh, habitation, preservation, benediction or blessing, uh, revelation, progression, and here we see a thing called promotion. Promotion comes from staying faithful, right? So promotion comes, amen. So he enabled me because he counted me, what? 
faithful, right? Putting me into the ministry, all right? Counted me faithful, praise God. Uh, if you go to, um, uh, we'll come back to 1 Timothy here in a minute, but go to 2 Timothy. Let's kind of roll over to another chapter 2 this time. 2 Timothy 2, and verse 2, I think I'm going to, I know Matt, I didn't give you verse 1, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. Uh, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ, in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus, and the things, verse 2, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to, what? Faithful men who will be able to uh, teach others also. And again, it's talking about people willing to do what they're called to do, to stay true to it, praise God, and it refers to promotion. You find those that are faithful, amen? Things work better when you have faithful people, right? Right? Does anybody have a job? Amen. It's easier to keep your job when you're faithful. Does anybody own a company or run a company or a business or something? Do you have employees? All right, it's nice to have faithful employees. It works better when you have faithful employees. Well, you know, a church for the most part is, you know, dealing with uh, volunteer uh, help and stuff. And, but I'll tell you what, it just works so much better when everybody's faithful. Right? Right, right. So faithful. Amen. What happens when you're faithful? There's promotion, praise God. People stay with it. You stick with it, praise God. Amen. Uh, so uh, faithful. He counted me faithful, says in 1 Timothy 1. Amen. Um, let's see here. Um, Matt, uh, Matt, put uh, Matthew 22 and 14 up. I, might, I think I, yep, there it is. Uh, I think I used it earlier, or at least quoted earlier. Many are called, but few are chosen. In other words, everybody's, uh, you know, got a call, but not everybody is chosen. Well, what's that? What, why, what, what determines that? Okay. His faithfulness determines that. That's why he said in Revelations, you know, they're called, they're chosen, and they stay true to it. All right, those who are with him. Is anybody with him? I believe that. I believe you are. Amen. Amen. I believe you are. All right, so many are called, but few are chosen. All right, so my point is this, is that not everybody necessarily uh, receives promotion because not everybody's faithful. Okay, there's a lot of people just go on and on. They grumble about everything. They gripe about everything. Uh, they, they always got, you know, they, they, they never uh, fulfill anything. They never stay with it. You can't count on them. And then they wonder why they don't get uh, the top dog uh, position or some kind of thing. Well, you, you're not, you don't stay with it. You're not faithful. Right? You got you to stick with it. Amen. You got to stay with it. Praise God. So promotion comes from being faithful. Now, how many know you can also, uh, you know, how many know you can act also lose your promotion? Can't talk about promotion without at least touching on that, because it happens in the scripture. Even talks about it. Back, back to First Timothy in chapter one again. Uh, if you go on a little bit further where we were reading, maybe down to like nineteen. Kind of coming in the middle of a sentence there, Matt. I probably should have told you verse 18 too, but I'll go ahead and read it, verse 18 and then 19. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare. The good warfare having, verse 19, having faith and a good conscience, which some having rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. Look at your neighbor and say, no shipwreck here. Well, what's that mean? It means they didn't fulfill it. They didn't finish it. Come on, somebody. And actually, it refers to, you know, there, there was, you know, the promotion or whatever. They might have lost even a promotion. They rejected, you know, concerning the faith. They've, they've rejected certain things, all right? And then it said they ended up, they ended up in shipwreck. Well, I don't want to end up in shipwreck. I'd rather have promotion. Anybody else with me on that? Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, no more shipwreck. Amen. I mean, you got to touch on these things, right? I mean, because it happens. Because some people do end up in shipwreck. Listen, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I can talk about it. I mean, 30-plus years of ministry, I've seen a lot of shipwreck. 
I don't like it. I hate it. It's actually sad. But I've seen a lot of shipwreck. Uh, you know, people pull out, pull back. Okay, they only they made a decision. They only want to go so far. Pretty soon they're backing up. Next thing you know, they're out the door. And then next thing you know, you hear about them. They're broke, busted, and disgusted. They're divorced. They're dead. They're this. They're that. Come on, somebody. Don't fulfill what they're called to do. Completely walk away from it. And it could be due to whatever reasons. It could be all kinds of reasons. Could they just got tired? It could be they're offended. It could be on and on it goes. But you're still called to be faithful. Remain true. Those who are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. Now listen, I don't like to talk about any of those kind of things. But you, you can't deny that it's there. And you can't deny that these principles that we're talking about are true. So you have to decide, are you going to stay faithful and keep letting God promote you and increase you and give you the advantage, amen, all the things we've been talking about, uh, greater intimacy with Him, all the things, revelation, all the things that we've been talking about, are you positioning yourself for all of that or are you backing up? Don't think for one second that when you're backing up that life's going to stay as it is. You're an easy pick. You're an easy target. I'm just saying, I'm talking to, I know who I'm talking here tonight, but you have to remember too, we got a lot of folks watching and listening right now. So I understand I'm talking to a Wednesday night crowd, but I've also, and you've also know a lot of folks who've been in this service on a Wednesday night are no longer serving God. Come on, and again, we're not here to pick on anybody. Because every time I see them, I'm still wooing them in if I can. Amen. We'll be here with open arms. Amen. But it's devastating to what goes on in the households and their families and everything else because they wouldn't remain faithful for whatever reasons. Everybody thinks they're justified. I said everybody thinks they're justified. Everybody thinks their reason to back up is justified. They think their reason to quit is justified. Their reason to only go so far is justified. No, it ain't. We're a move forward people. We live by faith. And if something ain't working like you want, then use your faith. But stay true. Amen. Stay true. Amen. You're not going to get to heaven, you watching or listening by internet, you in this room, you're not going to get to heaven and be able to point your finger at your pastor. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. All right? Because they'll do an instant replay of this service. Right? Listen, we're, and, and we all think, you know, it's like I said earlier, we all... We all think we're being true and faithful and not even realize that we're not. We're backing up or we're, uh, you know, we're just thinking in our head that because we believe in something that we're also faithful. See, you can believe in something and never be true to it. That's why, to me, it's a grow-up message. It makes you look at yourself. Still love your pastor? All right, well, that's good to know. I just had that little, uh, you know, moment there of insecurity that just hit me, you know. Well, let's look at a couple more here. Second Corinthians, somebody said, oh, there's more? Yes, Second Corinthians 13. So you can't talk about, you know, being faithful without touching on a little bit about the unfaithful stuff, right? Examine yourselves. 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. Examine yourselves, right, as to whether you are in the faith. You know, so it's good to do that once in a while. Doesn't, now listen, this doesn't mean to sit and condemn yourself. It doesn't mean, you know, to sit here and, you know, riddle yourself with condemnation. 
But sometimes it's good to stop and check yourself. Am I being true? Am I being faithful? Or am I assuming I'm faithful when I'm not? Could be. You might be, nope, no, I'm remaining true. Praise the Lord. Test yourself. Right? You know, it's like the person that tells me, you know, they said, Pastor, I'm, I'm submitted to you. Well, that sounds wonderful. But we're not going to find out whether you're submitted until we disagree. Because we all believe that we're submitted. Until that guy said something I can't stand. Now listen, that doesn't make, doesn't make it, we're right about everything. But what, you know, there's something about, you know, you can talk all day that I'm submitted, but when the rubber meets the road is when there's something said, something that rubs you wrong, something you don't agree with, can you still say connected and submitted? I mentioned earlier about, you know, believe, we, we might believe in the fear of God. Well, the fear of God is following Him. I mean, the, the bottom line is you, the only way to determine whether somebody walks in the fear of God or not is not based on whether you say you fear God. Well, determine whether you're walking in the fear of God is whether you're doing the things that He says. That's it. That's the only way to determine it. So if you're doing the things that He says means that you have a reverence or respect to Him that when He speaks to you, you do it, right? So you might believe in the fear of God, but not be faithful to it. So when God starts talking about your attitude, your words, or whatever He talks to you about, okay? You know, are you, are you quick to make that a shift or that change or that adjustment or whatever it is? Or do you just blow it off? And go around, go off and still buffalo yourself into thinking that you, you love God or you have a fear of God. You got to kind of test yourself. Do I? What if God told me to do this? Would I? Me and my wife would kind of do that once in a while. What if God said to, you know, move? Well, I don't want to move. What if he said move? Are you in a place you, you do that? If God said give, well, I don't want to give. But what if he said to give? It, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you have to, sometimes you have to sit and look. You know, would I do that? Sometimes, you know, we, when we're, uh, you know, now Trudy does a whole lot more reading than I ever do as far as other things outside the Word, but. But Trudy likes to read a lot of, you know, bi uh, biographies and things like that and stuff. And you think about some of these great men and women of God over the years that were faithful to follow God in things that you think, Whew. So you, what you do, you sometimes you look and you say, would I do that? Would I have done that? Would I have been willing? Or would I have done that grudgingly? You know what I mean? Or, you know, I mean, sometimes you just got to, you know, ask yourself, would I, would I, would I? Anyway, put that reference back up there, if you will, Matt. Thank you. Examine yourself, right? Examine yourself. And you notice it said yourself? <laughs> Test yourself. Because you don't want me testing you. And I don't want you testing me. Right? It just works better when we test ourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified, which means now a loss of promotion? Hmm. That's talking about the opposite now, being disqualified. I don't want to see anybody in this house disqualified. I thought I'd get a little bit of response out of that one. I don't want to see any of you disqualified. Amen. If anything, I just want to see you constantly being promoted, growing, increasing. Amen. Going higher. Give me a, 
Okay, let's do one more reference. Let's do that. One more reference, 1 Corinthians 9. Let's do that one. Praise God. And, of course, talking here about running our race. He said, but I discipline my body. Woo! All right, that's just a little bit too much to ask, Pastor. I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. The whole thing's talking about running your race, doing what it says. You, you do what you have to do to finish your race. Am I doing that? Or am I just telling everybody else, run your race, and I'm not doing it? Now I'm talking to everybody. I'm saying something to somebody. Am I doing it? Am I, have, you ever, have, you ever, um, have you ever been given somebody else advice And the Spirit of God go, <clears throat> good advice, follow it. You ever had that happen to you? I've had that happen. You know, you're sitting there giving, man, what? This is like anointed advice. Like, durst thou knowest that youth must have doeth thiseth. And the Spirit of God says, ditto. Right? See, sometimes, sometimes, you know, we're going along, wondering, what do we do, how, what? Well, what if somebody else came to you with the same thing? What would you tell them? Because sometimes that right there would tell you, you know what? That's what I need to be doing right here. Not giving up, not backing up. Stop talking that. Stop giving in to that. Don't yield to that. Right? It's the truth. Remember one time, my daughter was, you know, she's just a little bitty thing. And I'm sitting there. I can't remember she, how she did it, but somehow she, somehow she got my face in her hands. Just a little bitty, she was a little bitty thing. Dad, please God, go pray. That's it. Go pray, seek God. Go pray and seek God. That's what she said. And it was like, I'm being told <laughs> by like a three-year-old, you know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know. Come on now. Are you willing to check yourself? Or are you disqualifying yourself? Are you walking in faith and being faithful to what you believe? Or are you setting yourself up for disqualification? Well, I believe in this house, we're setting ourselves up for promotion, for increase, for revelation, praise God, for the blessing. Amen. Anybody else with me on this thing? Hallelujah. Going higher, going deeper. Amen. Hallelujah. So, praise God, we just remain true to what we believe. Amen. Did you get something today? Give the Lord praise, if you will. Praise the Lord. Why don't you all stand up and let me pray over you. Appreciate you letting me get getting done with that today. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Those who are with Him are called and chosen and faithful. Hallelujah. And one day we will hear those words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Hallelujah. Father, we give praise and glory again today. We're just grateful for your word and for these principles. Thank you for a people of faith who walk by faith. Hallelujah. Live by faith. Stand by faith, amen. Run their race by faith, hallelujah. A people who are faithful, true to what they believe. True, hallelujah, to these things that they know in their heart are right. And I thank you, Lord God, that this is a people that will hear those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I believe they'll hear it, amen. Hallelujah, and we'll definitely rejoice in that hour, praise God. But Father, again, thank you for ears that heard, 
hearts that receive, and for opening the eyes of our understanding tonight, giving us clarity about these things. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, turn to somebody, shake the hand, hug the neck, say, I'm so glad you're faithful. Praise God, and you are dismissed. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.